Good morning. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando. I am your host for today. We're going to give you a special blessing. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Be our Father, please, to get our week started. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, let's go one more time for those of us who weren't listening or weren't paying attention or fumbling or driving. Okay, listen up. We're going to say this two more times, please. Just relax, relax. I'd like to ask you to relax. Ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to give us a good week this week. Lord, we pray for Monday to be blessed and tomorrow to be anointed, Lord, that we may slice the butter easily, go forward in Jesus' name, and make a difference, Lord, in achieving, Lord, and studying and results, Lord, and getting things done. Lord, help us to have a fabulous week. A remarkable week, a memorable week. Lord, we lift up to you Wednesday. Lord, that we be effective and take stock and inventory of how much we accomplished and how much we've done. And Lord, help us to be uh, maintenance workers. We bless Thursday that we may maintenance, get everything ready for the next coming week on Monday. Lord, that we don't let anything fall between the cracks, Lord, that we be diligent up and early and accomplish our tasks, Lord, Father, so that we may have a restful weekend. Let us, Lord, try to accomplish all the tasks that we have to do before Friday comes along. If not, then we have Friday to finish those tasks, get the laundry done, get the things, get the house all fixed up for the for Saturday to rest Saturday to enjoy and enjoy Sunday. Hallelujah. Help us to have a peaceful... We ask you for a peaceful week for the next seven days. Your presence on Friday and your presence, your blessings on Saturday anointed and especially your blessings on Sunday. May the presence of God fill us and carry us throughout the week. Amen. One more Our Father, please. For those of us who are not listening... (laughs) Remember, we are transmitters. We're transmitting this into heaven. I need one of you to hit a payload, to hit to heaven, to connect for all of us. Collectively, we can do this. Ready? Who woke us up this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. Amen. Okay, uh, since this is Monday, we're going to go ahead and do some more prayers. We're going to do the Benjamin Franklin prayer. Okay, we're praying for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm looking for a remarkable week, folks, a memorable week that you can say, we prayed on Monday, God answered, He's there, we hit the payload. Is that too much hard to ask? Just focus, relax. Relaxing is the spiritual. If you can't relax, say uh, say this, say, the devil's a liar, Jesus is truth. The devil's a liar, Jesus is truth. Come on now, say it three times. Relax and take a deep breath and say, the devil's a liar, Jesus is truth. Okay? That's how you relax. Get any devils that are eating your lunch off your back. And now for the Benjamin Franklin prayer. Bountiful Father, merciful guide, powerful goodness, dictate to me my truest interests and strengthen my resolutions to perform what the Spirit dictates. Accept my kind offices to your other children as the only way to pay back for your continued favors to me. Amen. Now, again, remember Benjamin Franklin was a scientist. This is a scientist that understood and gave honor to the power of God. And that's where all the information was coming from. A child will even tell you. Now, remember, bountiful father. In other words, God has bounty for us. You want some bounty? You want another stimulus check? Bountiful father. Merciful guy. You know, he guides us even at whatever level we're in. Self-pitying, down in the mouth, can't get yourself going. You're full of uh, YouTube videos. You didn't sleep right. Merciful Father. Okay, just ask Him. Powerful goodness. Powerful. Guys, here's where power comes from. Get a payload. Dictate to me. Use your pen and pencil. That's why we write in the morning. We ask, dictate to me my truest interest. What is my calling in life? What can I do to benefit me? Remember, sometimes God has to rough us up, reproof us, and uh, correct us. And it, it just like an arm, when an arm is growing crooked, uh, he will have to break it. And so don't start crying that you're, you've been going the wrong way. It's for our own good. Just start thanking him. Make a commitment to thank him for every <clears throat> situation comes your way, good, bad. Make a choice. If it starts getting darker, oh well, it's going to get dark anyway, right? We ask for the shortest route. What's the shortest route to success? Ah, God says, you don't want that. (laughs) Let me merciful take you through the green pastures and teach you learning with a little bit of reading and so forth. But some of us knuckleheads, we want the, no, no, Lord, give me the route, the fastest route. Okay, I'm going to make you homeless, stop your job, take everything away. You're going to starve. You're going to cry out to me like, like a hound dog that's been starving for years. Or not years, or just like a hungry coyote, gonna call for food. The point I'm making, folks, is let let the Lord be our shepherd. Okay, let's try that again. Let's pray the uh, Psalm 23. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You have prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy and loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. Give them heaven, folks. If no one has told you they love you, I love you. We are a team. We're a spiritual team, part of the family, of God's family. So, sing a new song to the Lord, a brand new song. Praise Him, okay? Praise Him. There are benefits in praising the Lord. Look at Psalm 149. Let all Israel celebrate their sovereign creator. This is from the Message Bible. Zion's children exult in their king. Let them praise his name and dance. Strike up the band and make great music. And why? Because God delights in his people. He festoons plain folk with salvation garlands, with beautifies them with salvation. Let the true seekers break out and praise. Sing out from wherever they're sitting. Shout the high praises of God. Brandish their swords in the wild sword dance. A portent of vengeance on the God-defying nations. A signal that punishment is coming. In other words, we fight in the spirit against the evil. We put their kings chained and hauled off to jail, their leaders behind bars for good. The judgment on them carried out to the letter. In other words, it is written... The just shall live by faith. It is written, serve God and only Him we will serve. That's what you're doing. And all who love God, we are placed in a seat of honor. Hallelujah. Enjoy your week, folks. I love you. Good morning. Good morning, Fernando. How are you this morning, Al? I'm well. God is with me. <laughs> hey, well, welcome. Thank you for uh, planning this event. I really got some good rest for this. I did uh, did do a little research on Habakkuk myself. Real interesting book that we're going to tackle. Uh, are we doing Psalm 149? Oh, boy, am I behind the schedule. We did Habakkuk already, right? Uh, no, we, we didn't do that one. We can go ahead and do that, but you're going to have to take the lead on it. Oh, no, that's that's fine. That's uh, I like. Let's go ahead and uh, and read, read uh, Psalm 149 after a prayer, and let's see what we get out of it. And then if we have any time left, we'll run to Habakkuk. How about that? Okay, that sounds good. Okay, um, I got a lot of translations over here. Um, let's just go ahead and uh, start off with a prayer, and we'll read uh, Psalm one forty nine in the uh, 
you use the NIV? Yes. Okay, well, that's a wonderful translation. Jim Reeve, Faith Community Church, they also, I switched Bibles with my son one year. He, his Bible had his name on it. My Bible had my, my name. I had the New King James. He had the NIV. And his pastor used the NIV. Uh, you know what we did. Our pastors were using, so we switched Bibles. <laughs> and uh, he took my New King James and I took his NIV. I still have it to this day. I see. So, Amen. Okay, we go to Psalm 149, which is actually hardly read because it's almost at the end. We, everybody starts at number one. And the NIV, I have it in the... Uh, I want to give a shout out to... Um, what is that Bible? Not Bible Gateway. It's the other Bible. Um, um, you, you version? Oh, yeah. For their, for their free uh, Bibles you can look up. Yeah, that's a great uh, gift. They really do the work of God, don't they? I mean, they really, they really do. Okay, I have to uh, change translations here. Uh, Yeah, I got the uh, Spanish and English and everywhere. I always like to look it up in the Spanish. It just gives it a different twist for me. Mm -hmm. there, there we go. New International. Okay, well, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord God, for giving us eyes and ears and a heart to hear and a willingness, Lord. We thank you that we're up and at them early before the crows, the, uh, the birds, to seek your word, Lord. And Lord, you said if we will seek you early, we will find you in your word. If we will seek the word, we will find good. So we're looking and we're seeking. Lord, ask us, Lord, we seek your name, your face in each every word. Be with us today, we pray. For bless my brother Al and all the listeners that are listening today in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. All right, here we go. Psalm 149 says, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praises in the assembly of this faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music for him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. He is faithful let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouth and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to cast out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of his faithful people. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow. Wow. That is a double. I mean, very nice. Okay, Al. Um, take it away. Well, I, I would just say that uh, the theme is uh, 
praising the Lord. And uh, the the first half is uh, easy to understand, I think, uh, as we are people of God, we ought to be rejoicing and praising his name uh, in ways that are suggested here. Uh, we see that we praise his name with dancing and we make music uh, to him. And so, um, of course, in some churches, uh, they do that. They have music. and uh, But uh, I think this is for the individual because it mentions that uh, sing joy on your bed. And I was kind of wondering, and I, I want your thoughts on this, uh, if you would, uh, that we have beds. I can see someone praising and shouting praise to the Lord in their bed, uh, making, making music. And then maybe this is a little stretch here, but even your deathbed, uh, you praise God because you know, as Paul said, this is the Old Testament, but he said, uh, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. I love it. Um, yeah, that's that was an interesting thing. I saw that when I read it. I said, what in the world? And um, I really, and I thank you. It's an individual thing. I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, well, the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor, verse 5, and sing for joy on their beds. Now, if you have the, 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 the queen or the, of England crown you the night before, <laughs> Uh, and, and give you all and because of this victory I mean what is honor in comparison we sing for joy in our best we're just so ecstatic that uh, there, there's a victory that we can't see this victory right here the Lord takes the light in his people he crowns them with victory let them praise his name with dancing and make his timbrel with, with and a heart I I put the uh, another translation. I don't know what translation came up here. And over here, though, it says, uses the same word. The Lord is pleased with his people. He gives victory to those who are humble. Mm -hmm. They, uh, it's, it's interesting that they use the word please because you hardly see the word please that the Lord is. He uses it with Jesus when he says, he doesn't say I'm proud of my, this is my son whom I am well proud. He says, this is my son whom I am well pleased. It's yes. a beautiful word. Um, and it's interesting that it's right here. Whatever translation this is, uh, C-E-V-U, United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. you, um, you are all you faithful people praise our glorious lord celebrate and worship praise god with songs on your lips and a sword in your hand 
take revenge and punish the nations, put chains of iron on their kings and rulers, punish them as they deserve. This is the privilege of God's faithful people. Shout, praise the Lord. Now, the reason we're reading this is because I was under the impression that uh, this was in the spirit that we were we were binding devils and principalities in high places when we praise the Lord. That was my whole idea of this. Uh, what do you is that what you got out of it? Uh, that particular verse for uh, for the Lord takes delight in His people. At CNIV, let his faithful people re rejoice in his honor, in, in, in this honor that's bestowed upon us. Those who are humble uh, are crowned with the victory. Uh, so that's my take on, on verse four. Oh, beautiful. Uh, his faithful people rejoice in this honor. This is an honor that God bestows upon those who are the humble people. So there's a requirement of humility uh, before the Lord and uh, let them rejoice in this honor and let them sing on their beds, as we said. It could be just when you wake up in the morning, like a friend once told me, when he gets out of bed, the first thing he says to God is, Reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amen. <clears throat> That's beautiful. Verses four, five, and six. Now, I I brought up a couple of uh, other translations. I have the uh, the Jewish Bible. It says complete Jewish Bible translation, mm -hmm. and the Jubilee Bible. Now. I'll read those. I'll read first on the Jewish Bible. It says, For Adonai takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the faithful exalt gloriously. Let them sing for joy in their beds. Let their high praises of God be in their throats, but a two edged sword in their hands. Okay, and then the Jubilee Bible says, For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with saving health. Interesting, huh? He will beautify the humble with saving health. The merciful shall be joyful with glory. They shall sing out loud on their beds. The high praises of God shall be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. That's the Jubilee Bible. That's mm -hmm. uh, he. It's interesting that in the uh, original language, the meaning of the words uh, have so much extension, so much variety. Right here it says, he will beautify the humble with saving health. Um, what do you think about that? Well, well I had a question of first uh, uh, about, uh, I, I know the Hebrew Bible uh, goes to the original Hebrew but what is the Jubilee Bible? I'm not familiar with that. And not either. Um, I heard of it before, but 
very uh, small, a um, little bit of variation. Okay, I got a couple of other translations here that I'm kind of interested. We have the, we'll save the message for the last. We'll save the, ampli am the Amplified Bible. Mm -hmm. I'll just use two more and then we'll go on. Uh, the, uh, the Passion Translation is the new kid on the block. See if we get anything out of that. And uh, the other one is the Living Translation, the uh, new, which I love too, is called the, um, where'd it go? <laughs> There's so many of them. It's the, uh, excuse me, I'll find it in a minute. I uh, enjoy reading the very, okay, the New Living Translation. Okay, got them both. Okay, uh, here we go. The, the New Living Translation says, For the Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let the faithful rejoice that he honors them. Let them sing for joy as they lie on their bed. Let the praises of God be in their mouth and a sharp sword in their hands. Okay, there's not too much change on that one. And the Passion Translation, he says, For he, for he verse 4, for he enjoys his faithful lovers. He adorns the humble with his beauty, and he loves to give them victory. Lovers triumph in the glory of God and are joyful even while others sleep. God's high and holy praise fill their mouth, and their shouted praises are their weapons of war. Here we go. For their shouted praises are their weapons of war. That was the uh, that was the thing I was thinking about. That in the spirit, even even though we are praising God, we're exalted because of the the triumph and victory He given us in Christ Jesus. But as we do this, the benefit that we have is that we're also doing war in the heavens. Uh, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, kind of summed that, that whole section about having a double-edged sword in their hands uh, to the, uh, the scripture that refers back to Israel. Uh, if uh, you, you become an enemy of Israel, because Israel's God's chosen people, then what will happen to you is God will become your enemy. And uh, so therefore that, that makes sense to me mm. in that context that any nation that uh, goes up against Israel, the people of that nation will be punished and their kings will be locked up. Uh, <laughs> and those who are in the nobility will find themselves in prison in shackles of iron. All of this because they have opposed uh, Israel's chosen people. Uh, uh, creates uh, for them automatically a uh, 
the fulfillment of the promise that if you're an enemy of Israel, you're going to be an enemy of God. And so this is the very thing that can happen. You can end up in jail. Your people will be punished. The kings will be punished. Uh, and it's a sentence that's carried out against them. Uh, that sentence comes from, you know, back to uh, if you're an enemy of Israel, you're God's enemy. And so God pr pronounces a sentence against those people who uh, are against Israel. Amen. This uh, is the glory of all his faithful people that they are protected by God's promises. Uh, so I think that kind of sums it up for me because I had a little trouble with the second half because the first half was so uh, positive. The second half, now I understand it a little better because this this has been written uh, for a long time in the Old Testament. Israel is God's chosen people. If you go against Israel, you're going against God. You become God's enemy. Wow. Wow. That sums it up pretty good. You know what you remind me of? You remind me of what the Living Bible will, will say. It's interesting that the Living Bible is not, in, not, it's a paraphrase from a guy that kind of did what you just did, summed it up for us guys, so we won't have to take years to figure it out. <laughs> but uh, I don't, well, his Bible is not listed here. It's really interesting. It's kind of hard to find. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the Living Bible, you hear that? The guy did it, I think he did it in the 80s or something, or in the 70s. Anyway, another translation. Well, um, that sums it up pretty good. I like it in the New King James because of the uh, poetic beauty that it has right here. It says, I'll, I'll read the whole thing. It says, praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, and his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbre and the harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing out loud in their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And a two-edged sword in their hand. To execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Wow. Um, I love the New King James. I fell in love with it in the 80s. You ever fall in love with the Bible? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yes, some some that I like better than others. But uh, you're the Bible man. You, I mean, you've got all kinds of Bibles. Uh, it's, it's like, uh, uh, I have to say, it's pretty amazing that you've collected such a, a wide range of, of Bibles that, uh, you know, I just don't have the means to do that. And I probably 
wouldn't utilize them as much as, as you do. Thank I, you. I, I don't say that because it, it's a bad thing. It's just that, uh, you know, my time, I have other other things going on, so I, I don't have time to do that. But uh, that's, a, that's a great thing uh, to be able to uh, have all those Bibles and, and be involved, use them in the involvement of it, expl explaining things that the scripture says. It's helpful. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, uh, these are called the cliff notes, and while you're talking, I'm looking, <laughs> you know, looking up stuff. You know, it's kind of uh, like, like uh, Henry Ford said when they, he was sued in court, the car manufacturer, and he said, uh, they, they were asking him, the lawyers were asking him, trying to figure out how smart he was and asking him mathematical. And he goes, sir, he goes, why should I put this information in my head when we have so much information available? I, when I can hire someone to do all the accounting for me and stuff. In other words, information is readily useful at our hands, easy to, to grasp, easy to get, to get a hold of through the... Uh, Getting good at research on the internet, huh? Boys, what a what a blessing this has been. Uh, okay, I got two other translations here, and then we'll go ahead and close it up. We have uh, amplified and amplified classic. I don't. Uh, I usually it says the uh, amplified classic says, "Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, praise Him in the assembly of His saints." Let Israel rejoice in him, their maker. Let Zion's children triumph over and no triumph and be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with chorus and single or group dance. Let them sing praises to him with the tambourine and for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with adorn the wretched with victory. Let the saints be joyful in the glory and beauty which God confers upon them. Let them sing for joy upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and a two-edged sword in their hands. To wreak vengeance upon the nations and chastisements upon the people. To bind their kings with chains and their fetters with, with, with their nobles and fetters of iron. To execute upon them what you mentioned. To execute upon them the judgment written. For he, for he, the Lord, is the honor of all his saints. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For it says, he, the Lord, is the honor of all his saints. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Though the victorious one is in us, it's, it's almost saying the gospel right here, Al. It's just what you mentioned. And that's like Jesus said, told the devil, for it is written. The judgment is written. You shall only honor the Lord thy God, and only him shall you serve. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, anyone that's going through something, uh, it is recommended that you praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, praise him. I don't know, there, there was a, a rabbi that, that died and had a near-death experience. I don't know if you've seen him in Sid Roth. I think I sent you the clip. He... Uh, he had a chance to talk with the Lord, and the Lord sent him back and told him to stay in the Psalms, 
praising him and all his needs and prayers will be answered by just concentrating on the Psalms. And uh, this is what it's saying right here. If we concentrate and praise the Lord, I mean, blast the music, sing to the Lord, uh, worship and praise, get your tambourine out, you know, get, get, let Israel rejoice in their maker and Zion. We had a triumph, triumph and be joyful in their king. Uh, let them praise his name in chorus and either together, like you said, or the single or group dance. Let them sing praises with him. In other words, be uh, ecstatic, enthusiastic and praise him. And then it says we qualify for verse four for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation and adorn the wretched with victory. And then it goes, and then it tells us, it goes back to us. It says, let us, the saints, be joyful in the glory and beauty which God confers upon us. Let us sing for joy upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and a two-edged sword in their hands. It sounds like it's a conversation now. We first praise the Lord mm -hmm. and then you know, and then God gives us a blessing, and then we give a blessing back to the Lord, and then the Lord yes. gives us even a bigger blessing. You know, uh, let me put yes. a two-edged sword in your hands to wreck bangers upon the nations. A lot of people have said there's there's a war going out there. A lot of us have, have seen the 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 war and the fights. I have seen angels fighting in my prayers up in the heavens. I've seen people wrestling mm -hmm. with each other you know when i'm I'm praying like one time i saw up up stair stairs and up in the stairs there were two shadows and two guys were were wrestling you know like their hands are where they're on their shoulders and pushing each other back uh so there is we can make we can go up there and help fight with the yes huh and that's what we've done right now <laughs> Praise God! Yeah, absolutely. We have we have busted some. Uh, the light is expanding, you know. Uh, as we we question and as we discuss, uh, the light of God in us is expanding into darkness. The darkness recedes, uh, is in defeat. We just have to have the courage to uh, expand that light into darkness. Amen. Amen. Very well said. Hallelujah. That's exactly what we're doing. The And the initial courage is uh, to be up before 5 a.m. That's courage. <laughs> <laughs> to be up at 4.15 in the morning so we we can be excited and plan it for a whole week. I was excited. We have planned this event for a whole, even longer than a whole week. And so it gives us enough time to ponder. But here I am. I'm pondering on something else already. But I'm so glad I didn't uh, cover it. That was God's will for me not to cover it. But to let you uh, lead it for us. I wanted to... Um, just finish up with the message translation because this Peter, whatever his name, that wrote that, and he's uh, way out there, right? Mm. 
Here we go. Now, get a lot of this translation. It says, Hallelujah. Sing to God a brand new song. Praise him in the company of all who love him. Let Israel celebrate their sovereign creator. Zion's children exult in their king. Let them praise his name and dance. Strike up the band and make great music. And why? Because God delights in his people. Festoons plain folk with salvation garlands. Let true lovers break out in praise. Sing out from wherever they're sitting. Shout the high praises of God. Brandish their swords in their wild sword dance. A portent of vengeance on the God-defying nations. A single that punishes punishments coming. A signal that punishment is coming. Their kings chain and haul out to jail. Their leaders behind bars for good. The judgment on them carried out to the letter. And all who love God in the seat of honor. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of I'd just like to make a... a did you want to sum that up? Uh, no, go ahead. Now? I'm done. Go ahead. I, I just wanted to, to make a, a testimony uh, at this point. Uh, and then I'll just I'll just leave it at that my my part unless you want me to continue with something else. Uh, you know I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I honor and praise the the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the Lord is to be spoken about. To the people uh, who are uh, not only in our realm, who are Christians, maybe babies who are just growing, but also to the people that are lost out there. And so it takes courage. Even in church, I see some people are quiet as church mice. <laughs> it's an area that I need to grow in, to be able to speak out uh to uh praise god and to uh uh shout it out and church is a, a great place to do that as uh, people look at you but they're christians but maybe you'll give them the courage who knows to uh praise the lord openly and both, you know, vociferously, you know, boldly, you know, oh, with spirit uh -huh. and truth. Um, that's all I really had to say about that. I wanted to make that testimony. That's, uh, a, that's a beautiful, beautiful illustration of a, a lot of us like myself that need go go back and pick up that timbrel and uh, dance and worship with others because it, <clears throat> it is so refreshing. There are there probably are some churches that start up at six in the morning and do a, a praise and worship session before. And then they have a, a maybe 20 minutes of singing and praising to the Lord just to get the day started. Isn't that a great thing to do? You know, uh, that was a great, you know, uh, what you said is uh, that was a beautiful heart. Now, Al, uh, you spent 32, 34 years in educating, uh, in the schools as a, as a teacher, as an instructor? That's correct. 
That is an amazing accomplishment. Did you ever think about throwing in the towel and doing something else or where God was telling you, feed my lamb, feed my sheep? No, I, I never did uh, think about throwing in the towel. Uh, I, I went from a person who wanted to become an accountant to a person that wanted to become a teacher because I wanted to help people. I was idealistic. It took me several years to learn how to teach, but I had to find my own way. And uh, as a teacher, you know, teachers are not normally necessarily, you know, vociferous. They're more rational and information oriented, but also, uh, they should teach about life as well. I think that's that's very important if you're a teacher. Uh, so what my point in, in bringing that out is, you know, uh, being, you know, bold and coming out with these things isn't in my nature. Uh, you know, I've had to learn to adapt my uh teaching credential that's inbred in me to to become more uh uh loud <laughs> praise amen. god <clears throat> amen you know um it's beautiful i think i'm gonna do a concentrate on a shout out what i would tell a sinner today or a person that's looking for a new way a format of living I would say, um, you know, like all of us, we had to take some courage and take some uh, uh, <clears throat> go forward and accept the Lord Jesus Christ. When I, I accepted my Lord Jesus, I had no more God and his merciful kindness took every option away from me, economy, socially and everything. And he did it through uh through circumstances where he shut off the valve and every everything I was enjoying and everything came from him. And finally, he brought somebody that I knew that was totally on left field. Now he was on right field for God, and I couldn't even recognize the guy. And he asked me, he goes, put on Jesus, and you will be able to whip the devil. And at that time, it was a devil alcohol. And I, was in a, and I said, well, what do I got to lose in my heart? And then I said, has it come to this? <laughs> And I finally let go, and, and it was the best. This, but it's amazing that everything had to be taken away from me so I could be um, harnessed like a wild horse, and that I could be useful. To yes. <laughs> and then they, they gave me a barn. We'd be, I was out in the cold, man, eating grand. Now they brought me hay, and I was a happy horse. <laughs> <laughs> And God has developed me since. And now, you know, we take a bunch of kids and people and like a horse, take them out for joy, for rides. Um, it's been the best thing that ever happened to me. And that was uh, almost 40 years ago that that happened. It hasn't stopped yet. The, the, the flip, the light that came into my heart that day has not stopped. And it's a, it's an intelligent, higher way to live, folks. So I, Come on in. The water is fine. No one's going to send you to uh, to another nation and country. There's plenty of work here to do. It's just time to go further and have courage. It's, it's not going to bite you. 
Come Amen. on in. It's easy. It's loving. Put on Jesus, and you'll be able to whip everything that's eating your lunch. Amen? That's right. Amen. 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 All right. Go ahead and uh, pray us out, Al, and then I'll finish with a prayer, too, please. Our Heavenly Father, uh, we come before you today. We're thankful for Fernando. We're thankful for the light you have given us today. Let us put these things into practice. Uh, let us borrow some courage from you. Bring on to us uh, your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us uh, in the right actions and thoughts as we go forth in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That's beautiful. I cannot add to any of that. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you, Al. Uh, thank you again for blessing us this week. And I hope to see you next week. Same time, same place. Same heaven cave. <laughs> and we'll, and uh, we're going to be doing the book of Habakkuk again, once and for all. I think we need more time on it. Uh, the book of Habakkuk is illustrated four times in the New Testament. <clears throat> okay, and, it's a uh, prophecy, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's a, it covers just e economics, the coming of so many things, and uh, and our attitudes too. It's just amazing, huh? So I'm really looking forward. The attitude is what, even though I have no gas in my car, yet I will praise the Lord for His greatness and thanksgiving. <clears throat> You know, and great faith. Amen. Amen. There were economically, Israel was going through extreme hardships. <clears throat> and this guy is an, just an amazing person, Habakkuk. I love you, everyone out there. Thank you, Al. Uh, have a great day. Give them heaven. And enjoy <laughs> your our victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Al. Talk to you.
Good morning, Patrick. Well, good morning. How are you? Rise and shine. We're good. We're good. I just got done talking with our friend Al Wingate. We we spoke about Psalm 149 in the Bible. It's pretty good. Um, you know, being being him uh, that went to uh, universities and you went to a, a private school in New York, wasn't it? Way back then? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. What did the... What did the well, what did, well, let me uh, start off with prayer before we take off over a hill running like crazy. <laughs> sure. Uh, how's everything? How are you doing this morning in uh, in Long Beach? Uh, pretty good. Nice and quiet. Got up. No problem. Everything so far is uh, running smooth and on schedule. Hey, man. Same here at six in the morning. Now that we can't get too much trouble this early. More Not yet. opportunities, well, remarkable things will happen, you know, because we're we're asking and seeking them by by doing this kind of stuff. Let's go ahead and do the Benjamin Franklin prayer, please, to uh, to get a payload. You lead, because I've never heard this one before. Really, it goes to the Benjamin Franklin prayers. He says, <laughs> "Bountiful Father, merciful guide, powerful goodness." Dictate to me my truest interests and strengthen my resolutions to perform what the Spirit dictates. Accept my kind offices to your other children as the only way to pay back for your continual favors to me. Amen. Amen. That was a scientific prayer by a person that was groomed for the clergy and he understood the rivers of the heavens of bounty coming down like water, like a you ever see a river that never stops flowing? It's just a powerful river, uh, similar Niagara Falls. To me, I never seen Niagara Falls, but I did see the uh, Sacramento River, and I lived there, and it just flows and flows and flows. It's just a powerful, powerful river, and that's what yeah. Benjamin Franklin's prayer does. Once you establish that in the heavens, it'll just start pouring down idea after idea power after power strength plus strength and then he's in, he's intelligent enough that he has he's got to give it away he's got to give the payload away uh he says he says help me to help your children as the only way that i can pay back for your continuous favors to me huh. uh, that is an amazing um uh, amazing prayer and biography love to hear read his biography it makes it makes sense. It, my mom had a couple of his books on her uh, shelf at home. Never really did read much of it. There was a book of quotes he had that were really cool. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin. A right. noted. Yeah, I understand he loved to brew and drink his own beer. I don't know but, about that, but uh, uh, that, a, you know, a lot of the colonists know. did that. We always look at the negative part, you know, what, what, what girls oh. he ran after. But I, I read his no, that's the, no, that's the part that makes him human. Yeah. That's not yeah, negative. He, yeah, he, he was uh, quite the ladies' man, too. Yes, yes, he's a buddy. He's the, quite the worker, too. He was up early at night. He said, er, early to bed, early to rise makes a man wealthy, honorable, and wise, something like that. 
Yeah, I heard. I heard about. I read it in his autobiography on his own pen. Got it from the horse's mouth. You know what his life was, but he was married to the same gal all the way up to the eighties. But he did yeah. go to. He did go to France, and uh, that's where he was a diplomat, and that's where they wined him and dined him, and and there was a young lady there that uh, maybe like a, a queen or something that. Uh, you know, just like we do, we hook up with younger gals and and bring them along with wis- wisdom in our, you know, from what from what where we learn, right? And we get in, we enjoy that they take information from us. Now, couldn't we give them the benefit of the doubt that that could have been the deal? Because I didn't see any playful activity in his writings, from from uh, you know, just like anything else, you know, I, I had. Uh, you know, from right from the horse's mouth, I didn't see anything that was uh, like, uh, you know, going after the young girls, being crazy and stuff. Uh, well, was, you know, it, his womanizing ways, it, I don't know too much about it, but he was, he was a diplomat and uh, his womanizing ways could have actually, it could have been what, uh, changed the course of the Revolutionary War because France, as you know, aided us big time in that war. Oh. They really didn't care for the British either. So, you know, it's like if any enemy of my enemy is my friend. So the French were all on board with what we were trying to do against the British. Wow. And I guess wow. it, took, it took the savoir faire and the Rico Suave of a Benjamin Franklin to, you know, his power of persuasion, basically. Maybe I, I don't know, but I would suspect that's what happened to gain yeah. favor with the French crown. I, I remember he was invited to I think London Park to, uh, and he went in there and he went unprepared and he said they attacked him about about the colonies, the uh, the staff there in, in England, uh-huh. and he just took he took the the razzling politely, you know, and then retreated back to France. Uh, and that's when he went back to the United States. Let's just let's just kick him off of this this territory. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, okay. Part well, of the, part of that I remember, uh, which was uh, <clears throat> which was brutal because it was uh, taxation without ta- uh, votes. You know, is tyranny or something like that. They, uh, right. The whole thing, you know. So it's good yeah. history, but I do believe he's got he got labeled. Uh, a little too radical without him uh, being able to uh, to defend himself. Like he's not here <laughs> to be able to defend himself. He did. He just like us. He did dance and sing and enjoy. I think when he was up to seventeen, and then he and drinking and, and spending all his money and realizing that uh, they used to call him <coughs> a quart of beer or a jug of beer. What used to be called a jill, G I L L. Oh, then, really? Yeah, and he goes, he goes, I would spend my money on my Jill and then have to go up the wooden floor and, and drink with the guys. And I find out that that was not uh, economical of me. He was, you know, calculating all his money and so forth. And he goes, and then he talks about how he, him and his buddy, when they went to France or something, they spent it all their money. He goes, we just wasted all our money. All we did was sing and dance and, and thing. And 
and to no avail, you know. So he uh, he buckled down. He goes, not to do that again. He learned from his mistakes, though. Oh, you know? sure. But as yeah, a young yeah. man, just like we did, you know, he had to, he had to learn what didn't work, and then and then started. Uh, <coughs> but I think the thing that really um, starting his own business is what I really believe uh, helped him to uh, to concentrate more. He didn't get along with his, his brother. His brother was, you know, he would like working for family. How do you like? Very little pay, <laughs> a lot of hours, and. Uh, not- not my brother. <laughs> my brother is most generous. Well, with me, he has to be because I'm his older brother. Oh, wow. Good. Good. You're his authority. Well, big. That, that works. You know, big Amen. brother. Yeah. Big I had an older them. brother, too. And I do have an older brother. But, uh, yeah. Franklin, uh, I believe he owned, he was a publisher and a printer, and he owned. Uh, so much of the printing rights all up and down the east coast of the United States at that time, plus some in the Caribbean also. He had a lot of interest how, in the how, how would they, how would they, uh... Don't know, because publishing at that time was mass media. They had no internet or anything like that. They had no TV, radio, nothing. All they had was the printed word and uh, basically artists' conceptions of what visually happened. So you went by writers and your entertainment. And a lot of them were treated like rock stars. Wow. Because of their status. And that's where people were willing to pay money to get their information and their entertainment. Just like they do today. And so people, I I would imagine, like, I remember, uh, I guess, like, Someone like Charles Dickens, for example, he started out just submitting uh, little articles to magazines. And look what happened to him. You know, he he was a rock star of his day. A lot of those writers were. Wow. Wow. So that's the way it was. And speaking of mass media, you may or may not know this. And I, I would be surprised if you did not. But around the, the turn of the millennium, around the year, it was New Year's Eve, 1999, going on to 2000. And I was working at a print shop of all places and with my friend Bob from the Sunday night meeting. And one of the questions these two morning hosts had was, who was the most influential person in the last 1,000 years? Well, naturally, people came up with um, Edison, um, Alexander Graham Bell, uh, the Wright brothers, and those are all very good answers. But uh, no one could guess the number one answer. And I turned to my friend also in the print shop and I said, I know who it is. It's Johannes Gutenberg. And sure enough, that was the answer. Now, do you, Fernando, do you know who Johannes Gutenberg was? I believe he was a printer. Yes, he was. And he invented movable type. And his first publication was called the Gutenberg Bible. And at those yeah, days, yeah. Uh, information was basically controlled by the scribes, basically the, the elders of the Catholic Church or whatever. Well, now Gutenberg kind of went uh, beyond the scribes and gave the, the masses access to the Bible to learn how to read and, be, and not be illiterate. And now they can make up their own minds rather than be influenced by a committee 
who decides what goes in and out of the Bible and what the public should and shouldn't hear. So within 10 years, that Bible was printed in, I don't know, many, many languages throughout the world. So in, in essence, Johannes Gutenberg was kind of like the Bill Gates of his era. If you understand, wow. you know, as uh, yeah, far, yeah. As he, he, was, he was the information age at that time, about 500 years ago. That was awesome, you know, because uh, even Moses uh, had a iPad way back then, you know. He just... yeah, yeah, he had a pad, all right, <laughs> a tablet, <laughs> a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a... hey, man. He didn't have a stylus, he had a hammer and a chisel, or somebody did. Well, I said, this is the only thing that God had written with his finger. I said, it was written with, with God's finger to cut this. You can imagine how 80 years old, a couple of tablets that were at least 15 pounds a piece, you know, and bringing them down the mountain. Those well, guys had stud. Yeah, yeah. Stud, <laughs> all right. He's the man, okay. dude. <laughs> you know, so. when, uh, let, let's just have some more quotes of Benjamin Franklin here. He's There's a lot of them here. Uh, keep your eyes wide open before marriage, half shut afterwards. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, hey, if you're a man, you shouldn't be laughing at that. Unless she, unless she's not around, then it's okay. Yeah, keep your eyes she's wide open before scary. marriage. Have you know that's exactly what he happened. You know, he married a, a, I think a gal that had one kid, and then he went on to New York and became a mayor because of. Uh, his dad, you remember, he was a mayor too. I know, oh, actually, I didn't governor, know that. governor. He became the governor of uh, New York. One of his yeah. sons. Oh, yeah. His and it was he wasn't the father. He took the lady and the kid in. One today oh. is it, he says one today is worth two tomorrows. Benjamin Franklin. How about that? Woo. Hmm. Another, another quote, remember not only to say the right thing in the right place, but far more difficult still to leave unsaid the wrong thing at the tempting moment. Wow. Huh. Yeah. How many times have we all been there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we want to say that is so cool. That's in Proverbs, by the way. And remember, he was groomed a little boy. I don't know, eight, nine, ten years old. Their only entertainment were books. And he said he read all all his all their library they had there, and the parents wanted him to go into the clergy, but you know he was just too smart for that. Uh, uh, too, you know he, the world needed a, a loose and carefree and intelligent person to make a difference. Or actually, God's hand was in him because he changed the, uh, you know, history right for us. Well, yeah. Um... Well, it's even in our Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God. And, you know, I believe a lot of what they were writing about in those founding documents was not just freedom to exercise your religion, but freedom from other religions, too. So there was a lot of divine inspiration in the founding of this country. They don't necessarily mention Jesus Christ or anything. They do mention the word creator. Mm -hmm. You know, certain inalienable rights endowed by our creator and i think they knew about this putting labels on religion stuff like one that's going to claim they're better than the other and morally superior and this and that then all of a sudden you go you you're just bringing those european wars over here to the new world and that's what they were probably trying to escape one of the things they were trying to escape was that 
you know, a government or in, in Britain, uh, a monarch, basically <laughs> a state-run religion. You know, it's either my way or the highway or whatever. You're a heretic. Or Amen. Well, threat. since you mentioned, you mentioned mm-hmm. a thousand, the best. Don't 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 forget to include ourselves in that one thousand, because you know we we are the most important person in our lives is ourselves, and and being ignorant of uh, new information is a virtue, you know, because it makes life interesting, and we're willing we're willing to learn, we're willing to get up early and and learn, and that's what we're doing here, and asking God for a fresh outlook upon life and how to do how to do it better, right? Right. Um, amen. Right here, uh, Benjamin Franklin, it says, uh, he said, he who falls in love with himself will have no rivals. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> he who falls in love with himself will have no rivals. You know, oh, I no, I question that because what about your mommy? Right. Yeah. You're, doesn't everyone's mommy love them more than anybody else? Right. I don't know. So that's right. You have a, a green eyed, better looking. No, but I, I, I understand uh, the meaning of that quote, though. Yeah, uh, I, I understand. <laughs> well, you know, you know, all it is is just allowing God's love to come in. You know, that's where I used oh. to rebel against God's love, and I couldn't let it in. And if I if I fall in love with myself without God's love, then I become, you know, I become uh, grandiose. And uh, I become my my attitude has I have problems with other people with my attitude because I'm in love with me in a wrong fashion. I don't know why, but there is a science in this. Okay, how do you not be egocentric, selfish, um, self-serving, or or entitlement? And uh, how do you fall in your love with yourself properly? Okay, that's that's the key here, and I think I think the only way is just through being humble and receiving God's love and giving people the benefit of the doubt uh, that uh, you're you have this treasure that you're is protecting you with love, you know. But you work for it, you know. You had to be humiliated, wow. and they say, "Okay, God, I'll do it your way," and then. Maybe you're intelligent enough not to be humiliated. You say, okay, God, like Benjamin Franklin, was he ever humiliated in his life? Probably. <laughs> and I have a quote for, I have a quote for that. Uh-huh. Uh, we brought it up one day, and I remember it distinctly. Al was at that meeting at the park. Somehow the subject got on to Benjamin Franklin. And one of the quotes from my dear mother's books and the book was called Fart Proudly. <laughs> it was a compilation of Benjamin Franklin's little-known quotes. And one of the quotes goes as such, it is better to fart and bear the shame than to hold it in and suffer the pain. <laughs> okay. That was Ben Franklin, okay? You know, so he, he was kind of a party animal too, you know? Amen. Yeah, man. There was so he, once again, he's human. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you that we are, um, you know, but falling in love with myself requires, um, for me, required a lot of reading. Once I read a lot and I got out of myself into the literature or the word, my, my reward was 
a good sense of, of love or, or uh, of joy went with me when I went to the meeting, you know, when I had a good dose of reading. I felt complete, in other words. Uh, words are, are like a good meal, right? Yeah, they'll have a lasting effect. Hey, man, that's even better, right. a lasting well, effect. Well, the taste stays, a good meal will stay, the taste will stay in your mouth for hours, maybe even over into the next day, if it was that good. Here's another quote from Benjamin Franklin. He that lives upon hope will die fasting. <laughs> oh. You know, that's, well. be, uh, that's me right there. He who lives upon hope. I'm waiting on the Lord. Someday, you know, my ship's going to come in, you know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast and pray. In other words, get up and work. He's giving you a, a hole. Go plant some potatoes, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, energy and persistence conquers all things. Benjamin Franklin. That's true. It's probably a law of physics, too. Benjamin Franklin, a place for everything, everything in its place. Huh. And that is so true. You know, when I'm looking for my glasses, a place yeah. for everything, everything in its place. Everything has a place. Now, I think um, I used to live, uh, my room, we used to roommate uh, when I was working for uh, UPS in Sacramento, driving semi, big rig, uh, I was uh, in a little church and then there was a little uh, widow lady with a, a little five-year-old and she ran out rooms to make up for her nice house. And, and she would tell me that little black lady had a lot of influence in me. She would tell me and hug your mama six times. She died for lack of appreciation, you know, and I told her my mama was sick. Yeah. I was going to go home from Sacramento, LA. And yeah. I did that. And and it gave my mom five more years, you know. I just kept hugging her, loving her. But I, I was lying, you know. And she, she would yeah. Love. Well, yeah. Especially here, mothers love to hear the, the most cherished thing you could tell any mother from a, a child is, "Hey, mom, I uh, just want to just out of the blue, just tell her, thanks for being a great mom. I think you're the greatest." And uh, that just will blow them away and make their day, really. Because uh, my mother was especially like that. That's all she ever wanted to hear was what a good mom she's been. Just to be reassured that she, she did all right. You know, she did well with uh, raising her children. And I think every mother, I think any mother would love to hear that. Most mothers. Amen. You know, uh, here, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, a rapid. I'm gonna give give me about I'm gonna say about seven of his quotes and see which one you like. Okay. <clears throat> sure. When in doubt, don't. Okay. <laughs> when in doubt, don't. Okay, that's 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 a big one for me. I did that before in a car. Remember that station station wagon I showed you? It was a good deal. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I sold it for the at, at more than that. What we were going to buy, eight hundred dollars more, as a matter of fact. But they offered it to us. I sold it for them, and uh, and the and the buyer came from Santa Monica, and he came by himself, young man, and he looked at the car over very, and he talked and saw the records and everything. Opened the hood and he said, "This engine looks like it's been uh, over overheated, overheated." 
And I looked at it and it had like, you know, hard crust of oil on it. And for, uh -huh. uh, for all the, uh, the things that I was saying and everything, all the accolades that I was talking about the car, I said, wow, I'm glad I had a little bit of doubt. I didn't buy it, you know, and, uh, but he still can make money on it. You know, the uh, the market for used cars is up right now. Uh, and he took it and because the car was super clean, everything about it was clean tires, you know, one of those cars. Yeah. Uh, so he, and uh, they went and they uh, he bought it. OK, let's move on. OK, diligence is the mother of good luck. Benjamin Franklin. OK, you may delay, but time will not. Here's here's one. Thou, thou love life? Do you love life? Then do not squander time, for that is the stuff life is made of. Hmm. Here's, an, here's another one. Life's tragedy. I, I think you're going to like this one. Life's tragedy is that we get old too soon and wise too late. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. We get old too soon and wise too late. Okay, here's another one. It takes many good deeds to build a good reputation and only one bad one to lose it. Benjamin. Yeah, that's, that's true. Truth. Either write something worth reading or do something worth writing. Benjamin Franklin. Ooh, uh -huh. That's cool, huh? Either write something worth reading. And you were, you're a journalist. You, you did all that uh, work with the newspaper, right? Right, yeah. Do something worth writing. Is that the truth that you had to look for something worth writing or write something worth reading? I guess that's what we're doing right now. We're doing, we're podcasting with something worth listening to, right? Right. That's what we're doing. It's worth listening Be to, I hope. <laughs> yeah. God bless you all people out there that are listening. We have a good week. Uh, a couple of more quotes and then we'll go ahead and uh, we're winding down to 30 minutes benjamin franklin beware of little expenses a small leak will sink a great ship what's a little oh. expense to you yeah wow that's a very good one that's Amen. that goes with that old saying an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure wow now, he may have said that one too Amen. it sounds like something he would say what else did he say? Remember, remember this one? I think I heard you quote this one many times before this next one is, in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. Oh, yeah. That's his most famous quote. There you go. Nothing is certain but death and taxes. Wow. Uh, how true is that? I think the United States taxes you 50% if you die, huh? I, I don't know that the tax laws change all the time. All I know is they want their pound of flesh out of everybody. <laughs> Here's and one. if you got more, they'll take it happily. Here's one. The constitution only gives people the right to pursue happiness. You have the right. You have to catch it yourself. <laughs> the right, right to pursue happiness. You have to catch it yourself. No entitlements. Every this, yeah, this stimulus package. I think that's what made Benjamin Franklin great at 17. And he stopped partying and started uh, peddling his newspaper. Uh, and he got blessed by the other businessmen because of his up early at task and diligence. Yeah. The light was on early. And can you imagine working under candle, you know, or whatever they used back then, toxins and so forth? Oh, yeah, especially in the wintertime when it gets dark early. 
Did you ever take printing in uh, junior high school? Uh, I took it in uh, college. You know, like in junior high school, we took printing. We used to make our own business cards. What a oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I did take silk screen printing. You know, to make t-shirts. Yeah, put those little words, the little uh, uh, lead words together. Yeah, that's that's called that's called movable type, like Gutenberg did. Little tiny letters, and you and you put them all in a line backwards to spell your name. Yeah, yeah. And you space it, and then you do the letting, the the space between the lines. You know, you know it's crazy. That. They they didn't give you enough time to enjoy <clears throat> forty five minutes, and then you had to put all that stuff away. And I I'm sad to say I used to grab mine and throw them under the, under the drawer. You know, I couldn't have couldn't figure out how to put them away. Oh really? Yeah. Well, not only did we have to, well, we had to clean them. We had to clean the ink off them and then put them away exactly where we found them. So I apologize to the uh, Los Angeles police uh, school system. I've done that. <laughs> I was wrong. I was lazy. I actually, I hadn't been beaten up pretty good as a kid. Here, you better be careful what you confess. You better be careful what you confess. You might get a knock on your door this afternoon. What have we got? A seven-year uh, statute of limitation. There you go. Nah, no, not with the LA school. Just, no, not, no, oh, not even uh, with library uh, books. I will pay. I I'm, I can pay. <laughs> you know how much you'll be paying in interest? Oh, come on now. Thank you, God. I, I made it up in uh, in something. Here we go. Benjamin Franklin. What more? Here we go. This is for a uh, 12-step program. As a matter of fact, who who's who in the last 100 years? Who's who? Is Alcoholic Anonymous listed on who's who that has improved the United States? Yes, it is. Okay. Benjamin Franklin said, without continual growth and progress, such words as improvement, achievement, and success have no meaning. Benjamin Franklin. Without continual growth and progress, Mm. such words of improvement as improvement, achievement, and success. So that's what we want to do. Let's go ahead and pray for this coming week. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this coming week. We ask you for improvement, Lord, diligence, achievement, and success in all our tasks. Help us to shine and maintain what you've given us to the utmost, Lord, and make it the best we can, be it uh, our our reading, our our home environment, Lord, cleanliness, Lord, and uh, help us to make everything optimal. If I need to change the oil in the car, change it. You need to greet someone and say, say it. Maintenance is the best duty for us. And amen. Yeah, amen. All right. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to, when I get in the house, uh, I'm going to look up Benjamin Franklin quotes. And I'll probably keep a couple of them handy, uh, like on my desktop, just to remember. But I like the one about uh, when in doubt, don't. That's pretty simple. Well, yeah, that can well apply. Done. That can apply to that moment before relapse. Right. When in doubt, right. don't do it. Actually, I don't think there is any doubt. It's just I mean, you. We all know what's going to happen, but we just follow through and do it anyway when we drink. Yeah, I think I think you are full of doubt with life's problems, you know, and um, you know, and you, and the and the booze is right in front of you, and the booze is beckoning you. I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you a way out. I'll give you success. 
if I drink, I'll have this for success. If I take this drug, I'll have a temporary success. In other words, our imaginations had run askew, thinking that in the bottle or the drink, we're going to have immediate, and it does give you that immediate easement like you got success. Right. And, but it's, it's short-lived. I remember falling off, you know, and buying a bottle and going home, opening it up, and it, I was all excited, all enthused, you know, this is going to put all the fix me up. I drank the first couple of drinks and I said, this is vanity. There's nothing in here. It dissipated. It was a lie. It was a lie. There was nothing in there. It was, it was playing God. It was just luring me. And, and uh, I should have had some doubt on it. And when you're failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. Benjamin. So, yeah. you know, uh, by so we prepare by, you know, by talking about relapse uh, prevention, you know, it, and you, you, you got it right there. If in doubt, don't do it, you know. If that applies to so many things. Yeah. Like impulsive behavior for one. You know, like if you have your eye on a certain item you, you really want for yourself, say like a leather jacket, for example. And you're saying, well, do I have the money or don't I? And you contemplate it. And it gets to the point where, well, I really don't have the money, but I'm going to buy it anyway. You know, once you buy it, it's like, oh, crap, I could have used that money for this bill or that bill because now I'm late in paying that bill. So, yeah, when when in doubt, don't. Until you know you have no doubt, then do it. That'll be the name of our podcast, okay? When in, uh, doubt, when in doubt, don't do it. Don't. I, I, the simplicity and driving those few words into our hearts can save us from a lot of trouble because, again, this life is short and one wrong move will in the wrong direction. You know when, when, you're, when it's right, you just feel it in your stomach, and, and this is a good investment. I remember when I invested in stock, and it just couldn't – and sure enough, the stock tripled and quadrupled. And I told other people, and they bought thousands of dollars, and they crippled and quadrupled and all that stuff. And but I right. felt it. I felt that. I, I wish I would have that feeling more. Anyway, God bless you. Thank you so much for coming in here. We did it. We accomplished our our recording for this week. We ask everyone to uh, give people the benefit of the doubt. And when you're in doubt, don't do don't. it. Just don't. That's a good one. Thank so you. That'll Patrick. be the theme. That'll be the theme for the week. <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, let's let's pray with the uh, shredded prayer, please. All right. God. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. 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 Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Keep coming back, everyone, please. We appreciate your lives. Amen. Amen. Hope to see see you later on this week. If you come into town, let me know. We'll have a steak on grill. You just might see me and my dog. (laughs) I'll I'll put some some fresh coffee on. God bless you, Patrick. You too. Thank you, Fernando. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.